Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodco Morning Show on the Smodcaster Internet Radio Network. I haven't said that fully recently. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, we are like an oral Reddit AMA. You can just ask us anything. Tweet in. Email us at the mail sack at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. At Twitter, we are at noonerdanmarty. And uh, which makes a lot of sense. We have a twi- uh, Tumblr page, which is TuesdaysMornings.tumblr.com. Uh, and we have a human beatbox. His name is William Watterson. Wow. And how do you do it? How do you do it? It's, I try not to think about it because I'm just amazing. afraid it's going to go away. It's like one of those uh, universes that you see up in the sky. You look right at it and it's gone. My name is Marty Yu. Uh, Emily has a – she still is committed to the show, believe it or not. And still alive and, and living in Los alive, Angeles. Yes, and uh, pursuing the dream. She has a big theatrical audition. And, and those, still really short. And she, Well, really? Well, yeah. we haven't seen her in a while. Maybe she's grown. That's, that's, a, fair, that's a fair point. Um, normally, you know, she does a lot of uh, theater auditions, which is different from theatrical auditions. Stage. stage. Theater. Stage. And commercial auditions. But uh, today she has a theatrical one. So Commercial. Selling uh, bullshit to idiots. <laughs> and uh, theatrical where you're just doing bullshit. With, uh, <laughs> for idiots. For idiots. Um, so we send her out a uh, good vibes. Break a leg. Break, break a leg. leg vibes. Yes. and uh, Just have fun out there. Just have fun. Do what you want. Giselle may or may not be around. Uh, I don't think she will, but um, maybe she'll show up. And Dan Etheridge is in... Um, Vancouver? Vancouver. And he's... Uh, Danada? Vancouver, Danada? Dan- yeah, wow. Shooting I, Danby. No, it doesn't work there. It stops. <laughs> Dan Zombie? Dan Zombie. I, Zom Dan. And uh, by the way, I want to thank Will Wilkins for getting us on the air. We were a little bit delayed. Will My Rucker. apologies. Uh, and he... Base in his face. He, he was actually totally great in getting us online, um, doing working his magic remotely on the on the on the road. Mm. Oh, hey now, yeah. And good morning, by the way, to uh, let's see. Wow, Joe Harvey. Uh, good morning from Ju- New Jersey, Logan Jubilee Tyson, hey, hey, Jenny Murray, Renee, ST Boost, uh, JJ Tantillo, and uh, Renee Godet. And all, everyone else, Darren is unable to listen. Darren, who normally mans the um, Darren hosted the Tumblr page with Tyson, is not listening live. But he did send us an audio file that we will play later, and I will mock because I love doing Darren's voice. Yes, because it's sonorous. And if you want to get in, uh, record something, you you can just record it on your handy digital device and send it over to us at noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. So I was. I want to start off with uh, the important news. We always talk, talk about the news, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you always talk about the news. I always frustrate you by mocking oh, it. Oh, shut up! Just listening. let me speak! I'm just pointing out the format to the new listeners. <laughs> I'm adhering to the format! <laughs> God damn it! Um, no. The new thing is the new fall season. The, oh, hey. That, that's what's on our minds. <laughs> you know, you've got... Uh, are you excited? What are you excited for? Uh, you know, um, blackish. No, um, <laughs> it just looks like it's like 
you know, it's black hyphen ish, and it just looks like it's blackfish where they've somehow sort of right. censored it so that it's okay. Because blackfish is a swear word. Right, right. Oh, you, hey, hey, you don't say that. <laughs> right. It's black ish. You know. Um, no, I, I, I'm mocking it. I, I hear it. it's perfectly serviceable, and that's mm. what kind of what I feel that's about this. Kind whole of the problem. Season, yeah, all the new shows seem perfectly serviceable. I was, I'm in the middle of watching Scorpions. Uh, I think it's just Scorpion. Scorpion. Yes, you are correct. Uh, you are correct. Um, and it's they've got a confusing ad campaign. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go on record and say, for those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, and we know we've mentioned this before. There, especially right around now, pimping the fall season, there are billboards everywhere for the new shows and on buses and uh, bus stops. And they, uh, they've done a, I think they've done a particularly bad job this year of communicating what their shows are about. The Scorpion billboard is a bunch of, what, like 30-somethings kind of hanging out and smiling. And you're like, oh, maybe it's a law office. Maybe it's yeah. a not sure. And then you, you, you really see the trailer for the show and it's like a convertible ch- being chased down by a jet airliner or something. Right, with right. With explosions everywhere. You're like, what the, what the fuck am I supposed to know what this show's about? By the way, I also want to give a, sh- a shout out to PDG who's listening because he's homesick. Ah, Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, I hope you feel better. Um, and uh, I just hope you're not well, lying. Scorpion is... Is like a superhero thing, you know. It's like five guys or four or five guys, you know, with each with their own separate powers. Really? Like, well, not like superpowers. I would never like, guess that. But like one guy's, you know, one woman is a mechanical genius. One guy's a math guy. One guy is a psychology guy who can just tell. Like it's like a super team. Super team. Are yeah. they spies? Uh, they're well. Robert Patrick is this government agent who. Employs them and sends them on missions. I guess that's what. It Why is, is it called Scorpion? Because that's the name of their organization. Ugh! None of this is communicated anywhere uh, yeah. in any of the advertising. Uh, and then Catherine McPhee uh, works as a diner waitress, where somehow they becomes the center of the the hub of activity. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> because anyways, they needed a single set. Uh, I guess so, but also yeah, and, and also to bring some regular people into it, you know. Um, but, you know, it seems perfectly serviceable. Justin Lin, who directed uh, the Fast and Furious movies, he... Uh, he did the pilot? He did the pilot, and he did a good job. But I was actually really, really impressed by Gotham. Did you watch that? I haven't yet, but I do like the concept a lot. Yeah, so the Gotham, is, of course, is the DC uh, prequel to the Batman series. It takes place right after uh, the death Thomas Bruce Wayne. Wayne's parents, yeah, right? Yeah, the Wayne uh, parents die, and then... Commissioner Gordon is just Officer Gordon or Detective Gordon. I like that a lot. I think that's a really it's smart really concept. Smart. Is yeah. it? Does it have kind of a, a noir feel? Because um, all the all the print ads make it. Yeah, like it's very. Yeah, I think it. It's a little bit. You know, it's sort of like the uh, the same feel as um, uh, the Nolan movies. You know, mm-hmm. it's very uh, very stark. Dark, grim. In the, yeah, desaturated colors and. Um, but it very much feels cinematic. Donald Logue is in it, and he's I do like Donald. He's Logue. great, and you know, and uh, when I first heard that he was in it playing a slimy cop, I was like, oh yeah, how often have I seen him be a slimy dude? But he's actually an interesting slimy guy, you know. Good. Uh, so he's good. good, and I liked Tao Steve back in the day. Uh, yeah, you know, I never saw that. That's uh, fun. And then the OC guys in it. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Ben McKenzie Ben. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, but what's interesting is you get to see like whatever Cobblepot before he's the Penguin Chester, isn't it? sure, and uh, and you see Catwoman Selena Kyle before she's Catwoman. What's interesting is that I, I think I'll actually like Gotham because 
I find the DC supervillains so cheesy, so corny, so like one note. Um, but to see them as civilians with the potential to become evil, I think would be more interesting than the actual. Right, right. I'm the Riddler, and what I do is I tell Riddlers, and my name is Enigma, and I have question marks all over my suit. It's like, oh, wow, way to hit that one idea a thousand times well, because it's so one-dimensional. Sadly, his name still is Enigma. Uh, <laughs> well, at least I can call him Edward. Right. Or whatever right. the E stands for in the show. And uh, he's, oh, garbage day. Garbage day. Hello, Mr. Garbageman. Um. Yeah, and and he but they're he here to pick up the fall season pilots. Oh, not not Gotham. I think it really. Well, I think it'll have legs, and I hope so, so. You get to see. Is it humorless? No, no, no. Like uh, he's in it. Uh, Good Enigma. Because I'm tired of, of humorless. Yeah, I'm tired of like Breaking Bad and and Mad Men have these. And so Sopranos have these um, anti-heroes who, who aren't perfect. So then what the takeaway is, so we can have no humor anywhere in our movies and exactly. TV anymore. Yeah. So, no, that's that's not, why I couldn't get through the Breaking Bad pilot. And I'm sure I would like it once I got I made it, it to the second season. but And, and there, is, there is some humor in that show. Uh, I, we, I've spoken at length about what, why I, it was hard for me to get on board. But um, I'm, I'm thinking, of, I'm, still, I'm still, I had an angry Godzilla discussion last night. I'm still mad at how humorless that movie was it's about a giant it's about a guy in a rubber suit <laughs> which one godzilla oh yeah make it funny um yeah no make totally it, make it fun watch. to watch and it's like yeah if it's a giant lizard destroying things and it it should have some campiness to right because it it's a giant robocop robocop oh yeah. like do you not remember the gag ads from the original like that's what fueled the thing it's, where's the humor um vincent is listening live from hong kong so I got his name wrong last week. Hong Kong. Sorry. I really want to go to Hong Kong um, one day. And, and did you, everywhere Did else. you look at the, uh, the, um, the cu- cupcake list? Did you come up with I did. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Oh, okay. That's not... All right. We're, we're still in the, the we're news. Still, yeah, so. we actually haven't gotten to the real news. But Scorpion, uh, Gotham, tonight is the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm excited about that. Uh, that. The Flash is meant to be fun. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't come out until October. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that sounds like it's campy and, and fun. I uh, hear it's like a... It's it has a sense of humor where Green Arrow yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So, I'll uh, tell you, the second season of The Wire is really cooking. Yeah, wait till you get so to season behind. three. Season know, three is amazing. Um, um, speaking of really terrible advertisements for fall shows, have you seen the NCIS Louisiana or NCIS New, New Orleans? Orleans? They're these awful. If if we have the Tumblr page going, look it up. They're these awful purple billboards where everyone's smiling and there's like leaves and and greenery it looks like a fucking cooking show it looks like a cooking reality competition show i've saw the posters for three months before i even connected that it was like ncis and it's supposed to be about crime and it's terrible they're all smiling they're all over made up it's this like breezy purple it is a crazy challenge to try to pitch a show on a bus you know it's it's hard. I, I yeah, but I they missed. They missed on every single right. angle. Right, but I, I do composition with colors, with, presentation, everything. Wow. Well, um, yeah, you know, it's a. I have to say, I'm not as excited. I, I mean, I've stopped watching Suits, which which is an excellent show. I just there's just too many things to watch, and Patrick Adams is great on that show. But are you just a little down in a, in a post mentalist world? Uh, yeah, exactly. What am I going to do without the mentalist? <laughs> Why do you have to bring that up? You know that's a touchy <laughs> subject. Oh, we we don't hide from the hard topics here. I wonder what Jane is up to these days. 
Oh, I'm going to write some 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 fanfic. fan fiction <laughs> fanfic. And then Doctor Who, you know, there was a, a, a big all these reviews for the recent episode. Uh, Peter Capaldi's, yeah, and I watched it and it was good, but it it didn't compel me to watch more. I can't get through the Jenna Coleman Matt Smith season. Uh, yeah, I'm just I, not enjoying it. It's you know, super wordy. They're taking forever to visually end in terms of the dialogue to get their point across. Like I'm, I'm way ahead of the show. Yeah, and it's Peter Capaldi is great though. He's fantastic oh, he's as the new actor. Actors. And then there's Jenna Coleman who is cute, right? Very, very cute. Um, it's so like the fucking Shawshank Redemption, only with more shite and no fucking redemption. <laughs> you gotta watch uh, um, uh, it, the thick of it. Thick oh of my god! Or if you can watch, if you want to watch In the Loop, that's will take you. Through. That's the feature film version. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, he's so he's so angry. I so love I, him. I feel like I have a sense of freedom, not being bound to like any TV show. I'm, I'm over Modern Family <laughs> by three seasons, and you know NFL. I just feel guilty and dirty watching and. Um, so it's like watching cops, yeah, yeah. without the cops, exactly, <laughs> with more violence. Just think of the referees as the cops. And uh, Stephen Colbert is on his last season, so like all of a sudden I'm going to have all this free time. But I will say You're that you're going to write a novel. Oh yeah, that the the Great American one. Yeah, G A N. Um, I will say that uh, there's a great movie that you should watch on on Netflix called Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's a. It was a Kickstarter movie, and mm. if you watch the Kickstarter video, uh, it's like it's not a very compelling. It's the director talking us through the story, and he gives you like the basic plot of it, and uh, it's a revenge story. And when you see revenge story, and they're promising violence and all this stuff, you're mm. like, all right, well, I don't know that. It's a much more sophisticated story than that. There's not a lot of dialogue. And it's just, it's really artfully done. But he only needed to raise $35,000 for this movie. And I think he got like 37, 38, something like that. But um, the Ooh, acting is more great. More explosions? Uh, well, the acting is great. There's some great, just, it's a really taut, taut movie about um, about revenge. I mean, it's like a basic revenge story. Any um, actors we'd recognize? Mm-mm, good. Not, good not for at all. And um, someone, someone, re- compared it to Winter's Bone, which I would say is pretty apt because it's like, it just feels like they're, it's morally ambiguous throughout mm. and it's just very tense and the story is very simple. Uh, and um, I, so I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. You can stream it. Um, that is what I will suggest watching instead of Scorpion. No <laughs> offense to Scorpion. You guys got a good solid B minus. But I give Blue... Ruin an A. Um, so in the real news, okay, so for decades, um, climatologists have warned that increased carbon in the atmosphere through air pollution will result in higher temperatures. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact, and you can demonstrate that empirically in, uh, in a, uh, a laboratory. Okay, and last year, we injected more carbon into the atmosphere in a year than ever. Mm. Okay. In spite of all the efforts to reverse the trend. In spite of all the yes, um, and August was the hottest month in the in the globe, in recorded history. Hmm. All right. So, how do we change this? The U.S. has been incredibly resistant to adapt any any of the uh, the proposals to control climate change. You've got um, 
there was the the Kyoto Protocol, there was the Copenhagen meeting, and we we, we did not sign on to either of those those uh, uh, proposals. So um, because we there's a lot of money to be lost. Uh, not to be lost, uh, but specifically in gas. Like if we if we limit the use of gas, uh, we um, we those companies would lose money mm-hmm. if we didn't invest in renewables. But um, so those companies are trying to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's everything's going to shit, and it's definitely all our fault. Right. Okay. So then, this past weekend, we used to be a country of promise. Now we're just fascinated with money and the destruction of others. This actually, we're, we're still, yeah, we're fascinated with money. But um, so this past weekend there was a the a big climate march. Are you familiar with it? I am. And what didn't did, Leonardo DiCaprio fly a private jet to get there or something? That, yeah. See, and I thought about like if I wanted because it's something I I genuinely believe in. But then I thought, do I want to fly out just for the <laughs> climate march? And that seems like. I want to greatly increase my carbon footprint in order to protest and, uh, and the it expulsion was not of covered, carbon into the air. It was not covered well in the news, but none of the good stuff is. But there were over they they say there were four hundred thousand people there. The, the wow. organizers, uh, the news that said is many that people over three hundred thousand people. So yeah, hundreds of thousands of people turning out uh, turning out to to march in support of of climate change reform or, mm-hmm. or and. There almost nothing was in the news about it. Did did you guys? I only saw it in in Facebook feeds. But I have to be honest. I don't. I don't watch terrestrial television. I don't. Um, I don't wake up in the morning and I don't. Ha- I don't have a newspaper delivered, and I don't wake up in the morning and go on a news site. I get a lot of my news either from NPR or from something in my Facebook feed, which I hate being on Facebook, and I think I'm going to quit. But in the meantime, I you know I. Well, how will you catch up with all the baby photos? That's half of why I'm sick of it. Um, thoughts? You're not going to tell everybody that I'm here. Oh, my goodness. Who is this? <laughs> it's Giselle. Hello. Where's the doorbell sound effect? Um, oh, God. Give me a break. <laughs> how about I give you 10 minutes to find it instead? No, I, I don't have it, actually. Hey everybody, it's Giselle. Good She's morning. I'm I'm late. I'm just what you call popping in, right? Uh, yes, yes. I've popped you in. were like uh, Larry, the downstairs neighbor, coming up to see Who's Jack and Chrissy, and uh, it's a TV show called Three's Company. Oh, yeah. there's three of us. Yeah. Today, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I love know, that show. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why nobody is concerned about. Uh, the environment. I just don't know, and I don't have anything important to add to it because I'm dumbfounded why why nobody seemed to care. In my neighborhood, people is uh, watering their lawns. Yep. Everybody watering their lawns. I have a friend who live. He have he is watering his lawn, and he know the situation mm-hmm. that two thirds of our water savings is gone and it's really dire you know but nobody seemed to care i don't know why i don't think i think until until it has a direct personal effect on someone's life that they're not they're not gonna make an adjustment well and also then i don't know why there has not been uh some rationing Mm -hmm. they say oh there's gonna be rationing like it's a bad word and i think no there should be we should be 
uh, our leaders should be helping us to cut down and showing us the way and telling us and sending out a little brochure to say, here's what you can do to cut mm -hmm. down on your water usage. Um, but nobody's doing it. No, but we are right now. Everybody, just take shorter showers, you know. <laughs> I, I do if it's it. yellow, let it mellow. If it's yellow, let it mellow. That's a really great mm -hmm. one. Um, well, when we were growing up uh, in, in California, those of us who grew up in California, they they had these PSAs on and how to save water, and so there was a very on TV, and so it was a very concerted effort. And as a kid, I just remember it was so. Uh, I felt like it was my civic duty, you know, and it was fun to, yeah, to do that. So do. I think I really. I always come back and I blame television. And I think I told you a couple of... I just of said that television helped. <laughs> oh. Well, I was thinking... Point, counterpoint. Went... <laughs> <laughs> Moderated by Bill. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing. I guess you're right. Okay, so I'm wrong. But I was thinking... Uh, what I was saying uh, just now, what I was referring to was um, the climate issues. Because I, I think on television there is this image of life that is shiny and perfect and everybody's good looking and they have a nice house and they have pretty new clothing, you know. And then so it makes people think that that's something to aspire to. I need my new clothes and I need a nice car and I need to have a jet set life and a fancy house. I, I I have to think that gets in people's head and that what make them not want to just have a simple time playing with their friends and not using a lot of energy, cook at home, make make something simple. But everybody want oh I have to be flashy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just what do you say, blowing smoke from my rear end is that that's about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. I actually I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think I'd, I'd well, well, so it, it's great that there was this march, that they, so many hundreds of thousands of people came out to march, but to protest. But then what does the protest accomplish? Do, do, so my greater point is, do protests work? Well, I think, I think you have to do more than say you're upset about something. I think you have to do more than say you're against something or you're for something. I think you have to present some sort of direction, some sort of policy. Uh, I remember in studying the 60s, the SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, didn't, they didn't just kick and scream and say, this is wrong, this is wrong. They said, here are some ideas that we can implement that we think might help. So when they, got, when they actually got an audience, they were able to um, show some sort of practical, tangible ways to deal with a problem versus just saying this is a problem yeah right i mean part part of the problem we're so divided now that there's there's half the country that doesn't agree that it's a problem which is you're just putting your head in the sand but I, I can't. but you know there have been street protests um going on in the in the world uh for the past few years that have caught uh, a lot of attention there, certainly in uh, the Middle East you've got Egypt and Tunisia where the, the street protests actually did turn into a governmental change and in, in, in Ukraine as well. They, they got independence from that. Um, so those, those were successful and they had a very specific goal in mind. Um, but then you've got something like um, in Brazil, they, were, they had the protests right before the, uh, the uh, soccer where they um, 
were protesting bus uh, transportation costs. Yeah. And they had 200,000 people protesting in the streets. Then nothing happened from, from it. Mm. Occupy Wall Street went all the, over, across the country, you know, hundreds of cities having these, these sit-ins and nothing happened from it. Like they, they got their message out that there's income inequality, that the, the banks are corrupt, but you know, that's not really anything that people didn't really know. And then they didn't have a proposal. They were not organized in a central way to say, mm-hmm. we want, you know, it, the vote, uh, civil rights act of 19, whatever, 60, Jesus, I'm embarrassed. Uh, 63, 64, but w- the civil rights marches resulted in direct legislation uh, mm-hmm. from, from the 60s. I think that's because they had not only charismatic leaders who could who could build momentum um, and support, but also um, a core leadership that that had a plan, right? A no, plan for, for 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 change, an actual. Uh, I don't want to use the word agenda, but. No, no, I, th- I think you should have an agenda. So, yeah, a, pr- a, pr- a way of pract- a, a practical implication. And Marty, I cannot help but notice that there's a light on in the other room that don't need to be on. You're part of the problem, Marty. <laughs> I am part of the problem. You want me to go shut it off? Uh, no, it's an LED light. It's barely, it's just sipping electricity. Oh, just sipping. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem. Busted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think that if you're going to have a protest, you should, you should have um, an agenda. Um, certainly, you know, in South Africa, the, uh, the, uh, so like the apartheid um, campaign worked here in the U.S. That, that's probably the last big protest movement that worked. And for those of you who are too young to remember, in the late 80s, there, there were these uh, school protests where students would build these shanty towns to sort of symp- in sympathy with the uh, oppression that was happening in South Africa, trying to get universities to divest their money from South Africa. Yeah, that's such a specific want. Very specific, a specific want. Specific goal. It's not enough to be angry. Right. And so they had a, a it's game. It's not enough to show up. Right. So they had a game plan, and then they had a way to get attention that was very effective. Uh, there were a lot of people participating. And then they also had the this sort of a way that sort of embarrassed and shamed universities. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a very, that was something that was palpable that they could, uh, they could leverage and it was effective. Yeah. Without mudslinging and name calling show the ways in which we or they are culpable and, and then the, the what's the fix. So, Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just, no, you go ahead. Okay. So uh, with the climate change thing, you know they had the numbers they they had a message and you know they i don't know certainly they could say but we want climate change legislation and mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people i think were proposing that but what they don't have is a way that really captures the fancy of people of other of people not interested in the because basically what they're proposing is that if you accept what they say they're saying we're fucked and then you need to sacrifice. So there's, and then it's not the, sexy. The end result. It's not sexy, right? And the end result is just you live less than you do right now. Yeah. And so the the that's counter. What, that's what people fear it is, but that's what I'm saying. When you put 
these values that are on television more and more right. shiny new, then yes, people perceive that anything less than that is less. Right, but, but see, it's the, not. But the the people who have are on the other side who stand to gain by through consumerism and through the uh, that's the biggest the problem. sucking of oil out of the yeah. earth. They're proposing, hey, everything's great. They're lying. They're, they're wrong. Yeah. And, you know, they're just in it. Al Gore is just in it for the money, you know. Yeah. Which and, is, and, yeah and that, for, that, for the speaking fees. That's a special interest that can afford to get its people in and office. The, but they're also saying that our alternative is everything's rosy. You don't need to change a thing. Right? What is that? Yeah. Where's that coming from? None of us said no. No, I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. That was an advertisement that just came up. I'm sorry about that. I was digging it. It was like the old days when DJM Master James would throw down a bed for us to have a conversation under. By the way, on top of. Uh, in. DJ Jam Master James, who used to engineer this program. Um, and yes, he, this program used to be engineered. Yes. And he was, um, <laughs> he was also an, an essential part of it. He was. Uh, so it, it changed fundamentally when he moved away. But he is um, doing a an Indiegogo to uh, for his podcasts. Oh, excellent! So um, we gotta tweet we'll, that out and spread that around. We'll tweet that out. We'll spread it around. Uh, you can search for it. You can contact him on the Twitter. That's DJM Master um, on the Twitter and. Uh, yeah, and so we will absolutely be in support of that. Excellent. Not to get all touchy-feely like we were last week, which was really fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it too. But um, there was, a, do you know the satirical newspaper, The Onion? I do. I love that one. And there was a headline a while ago, some years back, something along the lines of, Area woman finds that new Swiffer wet jet Fails to fill the void. <laughs> but, and, but just but, one stroke and it just it cleans and dusts at the same time. It started to occur to me because I was raised, oh, you know, shiny clothes, go to the mall, mm-hmm. aspire to have this and that, consume, consume. And it started to occur to me at some point in my life that all these things was not filling the void. Right. You know, I buy this shiny new purse. And I bring it home, and somehow I'm still me. I'm not any more fabulous than I was. Yeah. I'm exactly the same amount of fabulous. The purse did not help. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped me personally start to um, reevaluate. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> Online high five. And not be so. Uh, Bedazzled by this consuming, consuming. Yeah, because I love technology and I keep up with all the new phones and all the new computers, but I still have these janky old computers and phones because I realize it's not going to make me happy, but I still covet them. No. So I think when people, if there's no support, not much support in popular culture for this idea, but if people Mm -mm. can... Uh, learn to see what really makes them happy, which is connection to other people, uh, being creative, feeling like you are contributing something of your creation. Being of service. Being of service. These are things that really make you happy. And guess what? You don't have to go to the mall for those. <laughs> um, 
And by the way, I just uh, have to read this tweet very quickly. I really want um, Giselle to read Onion headlines from now on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I do think yeah. the Onion's funny, but Giselle, I think it's much, much funnier. Uh, now our new, our new section: Giselle reads Onion headlines. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I would do it. Man eats toast with Jesus on it. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to make fun of you. Um, Chris Brown says, uh, when I was in Cuba, we participated in a protest with 200,000 people, but I still don't know what it was for. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, did it succeed? Awesome. But was you know what? As long as you, you did it with fervor and conviction, that's all that matters. In a way, yes. You know, I'm glad this climate one uh, happened because even if... So far, they don't have a specific thing that they're asking for. Maybe just by having this protest, they can make it get more popular. Can you imagine if the cli- something related to climate uh, reform got as popular as the ice buckets that everyone was doing? Right. Yeah, yeah. But it, again, like to participate and help is only to uh, like barely scratch the surface of the problem as yeah. opposed to uh yeah so you really aren't uh, it, it's if you embrace it wholly we're fucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? i know so it's it's just it's depressing and the other thing what is depressing is that then i think i don't know much about economics but uh it does sound to hear some people tell it that our whole economy is based on consumption and if we stop consuming as much then everything gonna collapse right well the one thing that that's we could consume things that aren't oil-based plastic-based chemical based but i was thinking that too what if we we can still consume what if we consume uh you know services and like joyful experiences so we put more resources fewer resources into t-shirts and nail polish and purses and cars and more resources into uh, you know holding hands and dancing in a circle while somebody do a drumming and, and charge for it <laughs> charge for it yeah and pay out it's a teachers. penny a beat <laughs> we're counting i realize that there's not much of a constituency for this plan of mine well, but, <laughs> but certainly you could say that like one thing there's a huge growth in restaurants, for instance, yeah. and, and these food trucks and whatnot. And that's a, that's something that can only be provided locally. Yeah. And it can't be outsourced to China. So the, if you think about those sorts of businesses, that's one thing. And also the alternative alternative energy uh, resources, that, that's going to be a yeah. growth uh, industry. So there will be economic growth So uh, f- from this movement. Yeah. So th- I, I think that's something so. that we should embrace. Good. Thank you, Marty. Sure, you're welcome. Um, oh, and, uh, and who knows? See. Maybe some 12-year-old or some 8-year-old was in the march with his parents or saw it go by and started asking questions and will grow up to be the next savior of the planet. Yesterday, I watched, or last night, I watched a very interesting documentary, um, and it was, it came out, uh, or it was finished 20 years ago, and it's called All American High, and you can see a trailer for it on online, and basically, this young filmmaker, he embedded himself in a, a high school in Southern California, Torrance High, and then found this uh, exchange student, this Finnish woman, and followed her through the her senior year, and and Torrance is, uh, it's a fairly affluent, you know, upper middle class Southern California town. That's where they have that German town and they do Oktoberfest. 
There you go. I have something to say about Oktoberfest later on. Go on okay. with your Finnish lady. Uh, but uh, and and so you see all the crazy hairstyles and clothing styles, and and it's very consumer oriented. So she's this one. This girl, she goes to the mall, and she's like, "We don't have this in Finland. It's the you know, it's the best, and just you know, they have a, a prom there at, at the mall." And she's saying, "It's weird that I'm and Tiffany plays the shoes I'm wearing are in the window over there, and um, and then and there's just constant like uh, socializing." And she she says like, "It's and she's, it's weird because when I when she speaks, I, her English is uh, somewhat." accented and I, i couldn't help but think of you but um oh thanks marty yep you're welcome bill <laughs> um it's charming i like the way you speak uh uh but she talks about how the high school here seems more about uh, socializing and in finland it's more about learning and they don't have things like clubs and dances and s- sports at her high school in finland but here um uh That's all they do, and they go to the parties, and there's just nonstop drinking. Like, uh, and so then, what makes this documentary really interesting is he adds a coda at the end of around 20 minutes, where since he remastered the uh, the movie 20 years after he finished it, he added follow up stories for all the people who are in it, and it is just fascinating and really touching and this woman from finland she watches the movie again with her family and they've never seen it and she's just she's crying through the whole thing because it's it's just this intimate portrait of of her as a teenager and she said talks about how it feels like it only happened you know just like a day ago you know it's just so fresh in her mind because that that's such an is a formative part of your life um you, you know Uh, but what's really interesting is that she talks about how, or the, her daughter talks about how, like we don't have that sort of socialization because we're in a digital age. We don't actually do things together, like all these pep rallies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and these parties, and and right now we connect in a totally different way. I saw a lady walking her baby uh, in the stroller. Maybe it was one or two years old, and and uh, the baby's in the stroller, and it have a little uh, eye device, some sort of check- oh, and little screen. So while they're walking through the trees and the city and all the pretty view, the baby is ting 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 <laughs> on the little screen, playing with the little screen. Well, that's depressing. It yeah, it made me really sad. What is going to happen? That baby gonna grow up only can relate to the screen mm-hmm. i remember and you don't need it no so, you don't especially at that age my god well it's gonna change it's a, what, it's a substitute for no. things that are already there that are better so I why think. substitute it yeah. yeah well you know i think it it feels efficient you know because you can do things right there as opposed to or like in terms of communication i can text somebody immediately And as opposed to driving over to their house and you know walking up their stairs, and sure, that out with kind them. of thing. But no, but I think it's I a, miss popping in on people. Exactly. I mean, it's it's more of a collegiate thing. Although I did it a bit in Dublin when we were all on foot and none of us worked. Um, but I miss just ringing a doorbell and just seeing if someone's home, and then like, oh hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, come on in. Do you want you want me to make you a cup of tea? Yeah. Um, 
that's that's dead. I mean, I live downtown, and everyone I know is downtown at some point. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I get a text, "Hey, Bill, I'm at this bar. If you want to come by," but it's not the same as like the doorbell ringing. No. You can come by to my house and ring the bell. <laughs> hey, Marty, I, I have a, I have something. Oh yeah, please. I brought you something. I brought you this. Oh Whoa. my goodness, that looks like a, a a squash of sorts. I believe that a it gourd. is a, a butternut squash. Uh huh. It's a big. Are you going to tweet it? I'm going to take a picture and tweet did you, it because did, I can. Did you steal it from somebody? I'm like that two-year-old baby. I have a story to tell you about this butternut squash. You know, I had a dog named Butternut. I know. That was a nice dog. <laughs> I'm going to take a different picture. Uh, go on, tell the story. Okay, Sorry. so yeah, we, <laughs> in my backyard, there is a lilac tree. Mm-hmm. And then one day I come out and this butternut squash, which is about the size of half a basketball, it's pretty big, was hanging from the lilac tree, growing there. And I don't know how it got there. It's a mystery. Oh. I think there's two ways, one or two ways. You see, because my neighbors have a garden and I know that they grow butternut squash over there. Sounds like it. So maybe a vine came over mm-hmm. and worked its way down the lilac tree and, and said, then this grew. We just want to give this to you. It's a neighborly gift. But the thing is, I did not see it growing from small. I just noticed it just, it came. just, just one day. Bloop. So maybe I'm thinking, is that how they grow? They stay stealth and then one day they <laughs> poop. Yeah. yeah. Or else. My neighbors was probably call, uh, harvesting and they say, Maybe they got mad at this one and they toss it over the fence. And <laughs> or maybe you traded the cow for magic beans or magic seeds, and then and then maybe uh, it's not a butternut it, squash. Help it threw them out in anger. Maybe it's an alien robot <laughs> and legs come out of it and it can walk. Right, but it only does that when no one's there. looking. Well, thank you so much. Will you make some soup? I will out make of you it? some soup out of it. Not for me. I hate butternut squash. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, anyone is welcome to stop by unannounced, and I will give them Ring the butternut bell. squash soup. Oh wow! It's it's lighter than it's you lighter would than think. I thought. Yeah, I know. Thump on the bottom of it. Interesting. <laughs> Here, hold it up. Let me take all a right. picture. Um, we do all the stuff that we were just telling everyone they shouldn't do because it's not so living in the present. In, uh, from 1983 to, 19, uh, to 2008, the teenagers getting their driver's license went from 69% in, in 1983 of 17-year-olds getting their driver's license to uh, 50%. So there's a huge decrease. What do it mean? It means that there's less need. Well, that one of the interpretations is oh. that there's less need to have a driver's license because people can just stay home and play their video games and, and st- oh. go on their Facebooks and tweet to their friends. Huh. Yeah. I, I have a question. This, again, big change of subject. But let us say you could come back after you die. You could come back to check out what is happening. And you could not necessarily participate, but just to observe. So, like Swayze. Patrick Swayze yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Like that, like Patrick Swayze. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you've been Swayzeed. So, you've been Swayzeed. But here's my question How long after your death would you like to come back? Would you like to come back 50 years after your death? Or a thousand years after your death to see what has happened to the world since you have been gone. Hmm. 
Hmm. If I die today? Well, you don't know when you're going to die. Well, just mm. you have to sort of figure that in. But you got to think, like, if you come back 50 years after you die, things will be, a lot of things will be similar so you can recognize. If you come back a thousand years, it's going to be really different. I think if I had kids, I would probably, and I would probably want to see how they You want to come it. back while they are mm. still alive. Yeah. But if I didn't, I would come back, you know, just somewhere far in the future just to see how big our brains got. and See if we got the flying cars we've been promised. Yeah. yeah. Or if, if we are all pack. in our own little pod. Right. We were promised electronics. And the the Earth is a barren wasteland. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the, and the moon is heavily populated. It's like it's yeah. like Vegas up there. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's what I would do. How you know? many years did you say? Oh, let's say two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. If you don't have kids. Right. 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 And Bill, what about for you? I think I'm the same as Marty. I would uh, I would want to check in on a family if I had one, um, and if I didn't. Um, Right, I was just going to be on a warp planet full of strangers anyway. I would want, I would want it to be um, thousands. Thousands. I just want to, I want to see how. Wow, that's, that's this is a Doctor Who episode right now. It's like, yeah, so I want basically, to see how if, wrong we, if we, we've the, been. Um, if the TARDIS came, where would you ask the Doctor to? Take I'd go you? back. So that's the thing. I'm fascinated with nostalgia. Um, I'd go backwards if, no I, if, that, if that were the where case. Where do you but, want to go back to number one? What's your number one where you want to go back to? Um, probably the early 50s. Just the that? birth of rock and roll and rockabilly and Elvis and Cadillac. Do you hang out? You don't want to go back and see Rome or <laughs> Jesus or... You said first. First, you're just going to go back and have a jam session? <laughs> uh, I just, just, think, ask I just the... think there's this explosive youth consciousness at that moment that had you don't want to see the a style and a sound and or the, a, the, the origin of man or the first fish what walk out of the water at some point i'd rather see elvis first <laughs> i cannot fault you for that <laughs> <laughs> but i think that era is so well documented compared to where Je- when Jesus was I think my right. number one would be Jesus. I would just want to go back and see who is this guy, what was he all about, you know. I'd kill Hitler. There you go. You would kill no, Hitler? No, I wouldn't. I, 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 no. I, because I couldn't. I would, I would be swayze I, I couldn't interact with the world, right? So. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we, could, we can change the rules. Okay. Uh, by the way, I didn't want to mention one protest that did work. Um, this happened just recently a, in Rio de Janeiro. At this high school, a, uh, a transgender s- student was fined by the school for wearing a skirt to, to class. And so um, her classmates in protest all wore skirts. Both the boys and the girls. Both the boys and the girls. All wore skirts. And after the protest, um, because of the attention that it got... Um, the the school changed their policy. I love that. You so know. that was that's a nice. And wasn't there nice a supermarket protest up in Boston recently, or a, a, maybe it was more of a strike? Well, a strike is a protest because uh, I'm interacting on Twitter with our fans. I was thinking about that skirt one. It's so nice when 
the, uh, when students, high school students or young mm -hmm. people decide to embrace the one who is different rather than shun the one yeah. who is different. It's so nice. It's rare. I love that. I love to see it. I also think, on this protest tip, um, everything, everything that we said about it being, you know, having a very specific goal and targeted, it's much more likely to be successful and effective on that kind of small scale, yeah. in a high school, in a community, in, in a neighborhood, um, as opposed to a global climate change. Just the amount of mountains you have to move legislatively and minds you have to move internationally um to in a protest the likelihood of that turning a corner in your favor versus something like an it, here in eagle rock mm -hmm. getting a protest together about how people are using their water you know right yeah interesting um not as interesting as the fact that it's the top of the hour and you're listening to the smodco morning show on the Smodcast Internet <laughs> Radio Networks. I'm stalling so you can get the cue ready. No, you're doing a terrible job. But I, the funny thing is, I got the cue right, but I didn't have the sound on because of that commercial. So, um, the I just want to read a couple tweets. Um, Chris Brown said that I used to pop in on my uni buddies all the time. Uh, speaking of just university visiting people um once they weren't home and i went to best buy and found them there that's funny um tyson says that he would go a thousand years uh so i could look for examples of this shit still happens uh that's very funny and i'm no you're still listening to you too and then <laughs> they're still making records <laughs> little brains in jars <laughs> shouting um and then lillian jane watson says um Fuck Boston. There you go. What? What? Boston? Fuck, fuck, why? Fuck Boston. Just because uh, we normally Mass say... Assholes. Oh, and also because that's where Steve Kruger's from. And Kruger's not around. He's in Pittsburgh um, working on a TV show. Mm. Okay. Okay. And normally we say fuck Cleveland because that's oh. where Bill's from. And everybody hates me for some reason. Well, for a long while, that was pretty much... the. the 80% of your contribution to the show. Um, well, they've contributed 80% of, of the pop culture in the world today. So, Sure enough. It's commensurate. Commensurate? Commensurate? Sure. Uh, can you use that in a sense, sentence, please? I just did. Can you define, can you spell that, please? It has a J in it? C-O-M-M-E-N-S-U-R-A-T-E. Oh, you mean commensurate. I can pronounce it however the fuck I want, actually. Um, well. I feel no peer pressure. Right. And I don't even consider you a peer. <laughs> what? Um, Commandrate. Commandrate. <laughs> uh, okay, then I can just pronounce. Bill. It's like insurance. That's not insurance. Well, sure, but the, certain words have pronunciation, or, and certain or words have multiple pronunciations. That one, I never heard the way you did it before. I have. From who? I can't help you guys. Who, who, from in who else? It, from in his headphones when he says it. <laughs> no, no, no. I've I've heard it on the radio. I've heard it on the news. Here's a, what about this word? The one that is spelled P R E L U D E. Prelude. But also some people pre say prelude. Prelude, or they say prelude. I've not heard prelude. I've heard prelude. 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 I've never heard prelude. Prelude. That sounds like a precursor to uh, barbiturates, you know. Before you have a quaalude, it's a prelude. A pre <laughs> um, did you guys hear about what happened in Philadelphia? 
and the city center, which is a gay neighborhood? No. Uh, so the, these two, um, this couple, they were a uh, uh, same-sex couple. They were walking down the street, and a group of uh, 10 to 15 clean-cut, well-dressed people in their 20s walked by, and one of them accosted the, the couple and said, is that your boyfriend? And then the guy said, yes, that is my boyfriend. And then they proceeded to get the shit kicked out of them. Uh, one of the guys broke his cheek, uh, mm-hmm. had his cheek broken, and they were hospitalized, and had his jaw wired shut. Um, and so... And have terrible. these hoodlums been caught? Well, so they, they got some, uh, some surveillance photos of them walking down the street. Not the actual crime. Well, I guess someone across the street was filmed some of it, uh, but uh, after it sort of happened, but um, and so the Philadelphia police posted these on social media, the photos from these surveillance cameras, uh, or po- and posted a video actually on YouTube, and then some people on Twitter like figured out who these people were. So somebody nice. posted a photo of um, was it the was it the one year old baby with the device in the. Yeah, it was that. No. Stroller. It was actually someone from like Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh, I think that's who it was. But this guy, Brian Hickey, posted this photo of someone's birthday party where you can see the same people in the surveillance photo at at this restaurant. And then this guy on social media pieced it all together and found out who these people were because they posted these check-ins on Facebook that they were at this restaurant Got their names and then get them to the Philadelphia Police Department. Beating beating fags on the street and and uh, hashtag fuck fags. Well, and then interestingly, uh, he tagged the tagged them on Facebook. The the guy who figured it out, his name is uh, you can uh, at fan since oh nine. He said, if you're going to gay bash, don't fill your Facebook profile with gay slurs and also delete the restaurant check in from earlier. Excellent. And and these guys got busted and they turned themselves into the police. And and I'm sure they're protesting their or their innocence, but or whatever. They're proclaiming their innocence. But um, yeah, these guys were assholes (laughs) and they got fucked up and they got caught for it. So. That's one good thing about technology. Yeah. One of many good things about technology, oh, by the way. Oh, there's lots of good. Yeah. Lot of good things about yeah. technology. Um, so, I'm surprised you guys didn't... Uh, was, uh, I didn't see that one. Uh, how recently did, that, did all ha- this break? happened last week, five, five, six days ago. Yeah, no, that didn't come across my desk. Actually, it happened last weekend, but then they were caught basically la- on last week on Tuesday. I think. I'm That's really fantastic. concerned about this uh, lady from the University of Virginia. Who are the missing girl? The missing young lady who was drunk, stumbling around town, and mm. then disappeared. I think, I think somebody must have taken her. Um, yeah. Where were her friends? She uh, was new in school. She had gone to meet her friends at the bar, and then she got drunk, and she left the bar alone mm. and was texting to some other friends, I'm going to a party, oh, but I'm lost. This type of thing. Right. So she was sort of just stumbling around a little bit lost and not with a friend. Mm. It's really scary. Mm. I hope they find her. They, Do they have any clues at all? I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, it's been, it's been long enough that something... Yeah. Well, I hope she was cute and white because that will help get her found. She was both of those things. Ah, well, there you go. Uh, well, have they arrested all 
local black men on suspicion. I mean, I come on, so. let's get this done. Yeah, yeah, let's do this right, people. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't mean to make light of it. But no, it I'm, is, I'm doing the opposite. I'm, yeah. cri- I'm criticizing. But I have seen that, and uh, I mean, girls or people go missing every day, basically. It's, mm-hmm. um, and I hope they all get the same amount of attention yeah. as, as this girl is getting. Yeah. And, um, I had a terrifying conversation over the weekend. Go on. Um, I was at a party where I was the only one who wasn't married with kids. That was oh. really depressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they were all miserable, by the way. <laughs> it didn't look like anybody envied me. Um, <laughs> and one of the fathers, who's a former mathematician, he's now a filmmaker, director, writer, um, was talking about the arguments he has with his wife about letting his daughters walk, um, you know, take the cat out and, and walk around the block and just be be on their own. He said, yes, it is possible that they're going to be taken. It's entirely possible, but it's not going to happen. Statistically, it's not going to happen. It's so unlikely and they need to be able to live their lives. But the, you know, the mother is, you know, not on board with letting them sort of wander the neighborhood on their own. Right. Um, And obviously that, that's, that's one debate, but it led him to the point that he says, statistically, what is going to happen is uh, a pandemic and it's probably Ebola, and two-thirds of the world are probably going to die within the next few years because of this Ebola outbreak um, and how easy, easily it can be used as a terrorist weapon and how quickly it can spread and how it's going airborne and how, if you look throughout history, there is always um, a civilization-leveling pandemic. And we're due, and we're due within the next... I don't remember his exact statistics, but he said, I don't understand why everyone isn't completely freaked out by the very tangible reality that two-thirds of the population could be wiped out by the you know, current Ebola I don't, I don't think I, will, I don't think I will be in the surviving third. Um, the CDC estimates that there will be, uh, by January, a half a million people affect, uh, uh, boy, infected oh boy. with Ebola. What are we going to do? What do you want to do? Well, I think... I, I mean, think sad to say, we're, I think we're, we're just going to watch our liqui- our insides liquefy. I, that's well, what we're I do. think that I, if if it start to happen, I think I will come up with a plan for suicide before uh, it get to pain, before I bleed out. Something mm. I do, I don't know what I have to research it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, helium. Helium is the 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 method of choice on the Smodco Tuesdays morning show. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about it before. Kruger is 100% behind helium. So uh, not that we advocate this sort of behavior, but if you do, quick, painless. What, you know, Also a decent indie band from the 90s. What that? Also a decent indie band from the 90s, helium. Oh. Uh, There's a saying, may you live in interesting times. And I feel that we Terry Pratchett. Is that who it is? There's a he had a book called Interesting Times. Oh, uh, I'm I don't know if he originated. I think it, that but, saying is ancient. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. In in the book, it was meant as an insult. What? No, it, it's it was nice. like a threat to someone. May like, you live in yeah, interesting times. Exactly. Ah, uh, it's pretty interesting these days. <laughs> it, it is that. Um. Um. What were we just to talking? Be, to oh, yeah. Be here, were you there when the pandemic? Yes, I was. I'm dead now. I did not make it through. <laughs> But I was there. Was it interesting? It was very interesting. I think we We want- had party balloons, helium balloons, <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> I have a little Hello Kitty balloon. 
and you <laughs> and I'm bleeding from my eyeballs. <laughs> Why are you celebrating with those balloons? No, no, no. This is just in this case. This is for later. This is for later. Yeah. This is when my intestines start melting. Um, but no, it is f- like as a parent, I imagine you want to have control to protect your children, mm-hmm. and so you want to eliminate every sort of risk possible. And having two sisters who are very protective parents. They do everything, you know, those kids didn't, you know, they're not exposed to certain things. They're not allowed on the internet, you know, or they're barely allowed on the internet. They're not allowed to have cell phones and because they just want to protect them from everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, like you have to have a, a measure the risks of, of versus experiencing life and, and take, you know, we sh- otherwise you, you're not living Right. You're, if you shield them from interesting times, then they don't get to live in interesting times. So they don't get to live at all. Yeah. So it's something that I think every parent sort of mulls over, but they also the instinct is to protect. You know, and I don't know. I I just think about like when I was growing up, how little my parents <laughs> protected me. Whether it's because I was the third child or because it was just at different times, but we, you know, there were, yeah. we had no child seats. I mean, part of me, no part of me belts. wonders what's what's the point of having a daughter if she can't take the dog for a walk? Like, what's the point? Why? I don't, <laughs> right. What What are any of us getting out of it, including right. the fucking dog? You yeah. know. We get scared into believing that there's a lot of danger out there, uh, different dangers. Again, television. And also we have the illusion that there is, that things can be controlled, that we have control. Right. Yeah. We don't have any control. And you don't have any control over how long your life going to be. Is you going to get 80 years or 60 years or 25 years or if the pandemic. Unless you have a big can of helium. Then you have some control. A bit of control. So you just have to live the moments of your life, whatever they may be, and and spend your time. Tell my ex girlfriend that. Try. Wow. How is (laughs) that going? uh, How are you feeling? A brief check in. I go. I go up and down. It's it's not as dark as last year, but I'm 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 unhappy and lonely. But I try to remind myself that it's good that it's over. Good. Good. And you should be. Uh, you should feel sad about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause I do. I don't want to, but I do. Okay. And when I try to fight feeling sad about it, is when I get when I'm the worst off. Mm. No, don't fight it. Yeah, no, no. yeah. don't fight. Yeah. Um, hey guys, guess what? Ooh. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I wanna dip my in that mail sack. This is a good time for me to eat carrots. Uh, yeah, that was great. What's up, Doc? Uh, by the way, I have to read this tweet. Uh, Lillian Jane says, If you rent the tank, helium tank, you'd force your loved ones to bring it back. The only downside. <laughs> That's why you got to buy. Uh, you can get little ones. Um, all right. So this is uh, from the mail sack, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Sorry. I, I, uh, my email is... <laughs> Great setup, though. I know. Damn it. All right, um, it's reloading. Right. Oh, this is so embarrassing, but uh, my computer's hung up because I have a janky old computer. Uh, Vincent writes in, uh, Hello, gang, it's been a while uh, since I sent something to the mail sack, so here's a little something for Bill. Hey, that's me. 
I was having a conversation about an ex, about expatriate actors in Hong Kong because uh, Vincent lives in Hong Kong who had dropped off the radar. One of those uh, actors was a gentleman called Fa- Paul Fonaroff. He was an American whose expertise in Chinese cinema made him one of the leading film critics in Hong Kong decades ago. As a result of his connection with the movie scene and his fluency in Mandarin and Cantonese, uh, he became an actor in many TV and movie roles during the 80s and 90s. Uh, he had he has been he had been quiet in recent years, and his focus uh, was as a journalist. While we were looking him up in Wikipedia, Wiki, Wiki, me, Wiki, Wiki. Wikipedia, little did we know that Mr. Fonaroff was born in Cleveland, Ohio. Aha! So there you go, Bill. The Cleveland proud. Of all things. Uh, keep up the great work, Vincent from Hong Kong. Vincent, are are any of the movies coming out of Hong Kong? Um, are they still in Cantonese? Just curious, uh, because I've noticed a lot of the uh, films that I've seen have been in Mandarin. Um, so that's a question out to you. Michael Binhock writes in, by the way, thank you, Vincent. Great. Go email. Cleveland. Go Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. Uh, Michael. Drink easy, drink easy, pull easy. What's that? Very obscure Who reference for all of you out there who are fans <laughs> of the Who sell out. Okay. Thank you for that. Fantastic record. Morning, Murps. This Morning. Is from Michael in Germany. Last week, Bill was, complaining, uh, Bill was complaining when he was in Germany being recognized, um, being recognized but not being approached. I think this has something to do with the German mentality. And, Certainly. Yeah. In, in 2000, we celebrated Christmas in Hamburg on a boat in the... Oh. He said, in 2000, our boat celebrated Christmas. I guess, does Michael work on a boat? I didn't know that. Where could do you work, be, Michael? It could be a misspelling, too. Okay. Um, in, the, in the dollhouse, a gentleman's club, when we saw Richard Fairbrass uh, from Right Said Fred, we didn't go to him either. We didn't want to bother him. He's huh. also the guy from Right Said Fred. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? Uh, they were just on the John Oliver's show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a, couple, a few weeks ago. Were they too sexy for their segment? They sounded... They did that song, and they well, really, duh. They what other song are they going to do? Pretty tired. Um, Thursdays is always my burrito day. Uh, the other days, I just try to eat mixed salads. The best burrito I ever had was in Grand Haven, Michigan, in a place called Tip a Few. Um, uh, they have mashed oh. jalapenos as well as hot sauce. Okay, what, what did that have something. to do with anything? Because uh, we talked about burritos. Uh, we couple, did. Yeah, I must not have been here. Um, but. He, uh, you don't go to Grand Haven, Michigan. I'm sure that the, the tip of you is fine, but I actually look at, looked up tip of you on Yelp and saw their, uh, the photos of their food. It is not true uh, Mexican food. And to that matter, the burrito is a California construct. It, it's, can, it's not really Mexican food, but uh, you'll find you have to come to, to Los Angeles or to San Francisco to get a true, true burrito. I think. Just my two cents. And you can stay at Marty's house. And you can, it, the doors, my door is open. Um, but I'm sure it was delicious. But to have a true burrito, <laughs> just a big pregnant looking thing. And then uh, Michael continues, for bow hunting, you need to practice a lot because shooting a compound bow is not that easy. No, it's not. No. But um, uh, when you hit the animal at the right spot, heart and lungs, it's a quick death because of the shock and blood loss. Um, I did already kill a, beer, a, a deer and two boars, but un- unintentionally with my car. I don't know if I could kill with a bow or a gun. And uh, he says his favorite drink is a caparina, and, uh, which is 
The Brazilian drink, is that right? I haven't heard of it. Um, is that an alcoholic drink or yeah, a coffee drink? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a mixed drink. And then a Czech liqueur called Cordial. I think Cordial is it's a generic term for a type of liqueur. But when I was in Germany... When I was in Germany... Um, <laughs> When I, when Thank we were, you for sorry. saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> when I, when we were shooting the Yever campaign, I discovered I was introduced to sort of the German tradition of it's a shot. You sip it more. You don't blast it the way Americans do. Um, of liqueurs after every meal or after every round of a meal, um, and it was really not. They all tasted. They all had really nice names like Red Stallion or like they had these fun funky names. They all tasted like Jägermeister. Like they, they yeah. I, if you'd said if you'd said every time that it was Jägermeister, like, I, I could believe that. But they all had that that very licorice-y. Right. Like there was Her- one herbally. Yeah, yeah, there was one that was caraway car- caraway seed based that was oh, yeah. a little more distinct. Uh huh. Not that I love caraway seeds, but it was it was a very distinct liquor. But I just really enjoyed that sort of you these get that. tiny little glasses. They weren't shot glasses. They right. they had a stem, you know, these small glasses. And even even in sort of a rough and tumble bar and at a very fine restaurant, it's the same thing. You'd get See, this round and you'd have these. Important. I think it's nice and sl- slow and. You're not trying to get drunk, but you get so loose so fast, and the conversation is flowing. I, I really enjoyed it. Ritual is such a fun part of eating, and you know, because there's the food, and then there's the uh, there's the company and and the glassware, and you know, the plating and all that stuff that add to it. And, mm-hmm. and so the most and memorable then there's meals, the red stallion, and then there's the red stallion. That's the that's Bill's nickname for his penis. <laughs> Don't ask why it's so Ugh. red. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I mean, Ugh. you know. Marty, I'm single enough. Oh. Jesus, you're not helping. <laughs> red, drippy stallion. Oh. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Now, October is coming up around the corner, and that means Oktoberfest. Oh, the dogs love Oktoberfest. Yes, Yay. Bruno, you're right. Oktoberfest. Um, I think... Eagle Rock is celebrating Oktoberfest this weekend. Well, I think that we should celebrate it on the podcast. Okay. And uh, play a game. Yes, okay. I'm in. Wait, today? Mm. No, not today. Sometime during October. We have okay. to pick a date. Maybe we can pick a date to do okay. this. And we'll have some sort of cue, whatever it is. And every time we hear the cue or something, we take a drink. Yes. Okay. A beer. I'm in. A All big, right. big drink. And then we can just get a little... <laughs> so I, in. I have I'm a big in. glass boot um, and a, a, a stein, a wonderful German stein that I have never drunk out of. So I'll bring the both of them. And do you know, I'm, uh, I learned how to I tell the fortune of your beer bubbles after your stein Ooh. is empty. Excellent. I learned it one year at Oktoberfest. Excellent. I'll bring, I'll bring it. Excellent. So I love that I idea. I can give All you right. fortune. We'll do that then. Mostly I just say, you know, you, you, you will have happier days ahead. But isn't Oktoberfest in... That's my go-to fortune. <laughs> Oktoberfest that's is exactly what I need that, to hear. Right? I don't, that's exactly what I need to hear, so I'll take it. Um, Sean Robert writes in, uh, Howdy, Murps. I'm making a solo trip Howdy. to L.A. for three to five days in November. I've never you been... You can stay with Marty. <laughs> you can stay with me. <laughs> Open door policy. <laughs> I've never been, but one of those days is to see Patton Oswalt at the Largo at the Cornet. Wow, that's um, a fun venue. Yeah. Mm. So what, else, there, what is there to do in L.A. during the fall season? Also, should I wear shorts? 
Yeah. Um, thanks for pod. I'm always working nights, so y'all make my night shift a little better. Oh, Love last week's show, so no fuck Cleveland this week. Hugs Thanks. to Bill, Thank Sean you. Robert. Thank you so That's much. That's an awesome, awesome email. So, uh, L.A. is a... Well, I think if you're coming to L.A. to see Patton Oswalt and you want to be doing stuff like that, um, you should try to get tickets. I think Amy Elizabeth went to... Um, didn't she try to... Did she go see At Midnight, I think? You should try to get tickets to see At Midnight or one of your favorite shows that takes out here because um, that's always fun. Uh, I would also see what's at the um, the UCB theater. I was just going to say, gonna suggest UCB, that too. they are really funny. Uh-huh. And you can make reservations, I think, for, there that's for some the of the shows. That's a fun little area, too. Citizens Brigade. There's yes. a nice bookstore and a couple nice bars and a yep. nice coffee shop. So it's a nice little area to visit. And that's Dan Etheridge's neighborhood. You might see him. And uh, the fancy um, sandwich and liquor store there frequently sells Yaver. Yeah. And, in fact, mm-hmm. there's a bar uh, on that strip on Franklin next to the UCB Theater that also has Yaver at the bar. Mm. Wow. I believe on draft. Can we get some Yaver for our yes. Oktoberfest oh, we'll podcast? Oh, there we go. Oh, and so also, great. we can use, uh, we have to think about how we're going to get home. Right. So we'll maybe do Uber or something. Have someone <laughs> drop you off or take the bus here. Oktoberfest. And then, and oh then we can my goodness, do you should do call home. Uber. We're going to do a marketing thing. Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. That's Bill. Right here first. Very, uh, that's pretty genius. Or Marty, just clean up your um, downstairs apartment. Yeah, we can we'll stay nap. with Marty. We'll nap it out. <laughs> just nap it out, people. Just nap it out. Inflatable bed. Done. Um, Michael was in the Navy. I forgot. He did mention that before. And then Shannon McMurchie writes in and says, uh, happy to be listening live. I'm in between jobs this week, so I finally have the chance. Remember that Muppet segment when they did in the Navy? No. No. They'd had a bunch of pigs who were Vikings, and they were singing in the Navy. And they were singing it really joyously while they pillaged a town and beat the crap out of a bunch of other pigs. Ah. It was hilarious. (laughs) And even the masthead of the Viking ship was a puppet that was singing along. Um, God, so, can you think of anything else for Sean Robert to to go do? Uh, if you're a foodie, um, oh, great restaurants! Yeah, great. P- pick your angle. Like, if it's Thai, if you really like Thai food, or a food that you're curious about, Indian, something like that, Ethiopian. Yeah, oh, um, something you can't get at home, maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't know where you're coming from, but like, there's great uh, in in LA proper. There's great uh, Thai there's, food. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, such great Thai food! The Indian food. There's a restaurant uh, called India Sweets and Spices. They have one in Los Feliz and also in the Valley, I think. Uh, they're really delicious. The restaurant chain Lemonade. You still have not been. That's no. really great fresh food. Everything from vegetarian to meats. Uh, and then, if you want to go people watching. You can go to the Grove. There, you can. Send no, don't send them to the mall. Well, I'm saying oh, go to the farmers market. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. at least more um, interesting mall. And uh, you, if you want to, the L.A. the Hollywood Farmers Market, which is on Sunday mornings, you can always get see some celebrities out there if you want to. If okay. that's your thing, if that's what you want to. Jenny Marie's throwing out Harmontown at Meltdown Comics. Oh yeah, yeah. See what's on at Meltdown. Hollywood Babylon Live comes from JJ oh, Tintillo. Yeah. Um, so there's so many things to do and it de- depends. You didn't really give us, I mean, I was going off the Patton Oswalt thing. If you want to see more comedy, mm-hmm. this is, this is the hotbed of comedy these days. Um, yeah, but there's if, honestly, I mean, Doug loves movies. That's free on Tuesdays. That's a 
That's an look at the Cine family. Look at the Cine family and see what programming they have because yep. they have they have a lot. Of oh, and by the way, I have an open door policy, and I do um, you know I do sing in the shower. So if you want to come see that, <laughs> you can do that. So uh, I it's free, totally free. <clears throat> um, oh, and go hiking. Go for a hike. What do you sing? Uh, Griffith Park. Run, oh, Runyon Canyon. That's good people. Oh, if you're going to people watch, yeah, yeah go to Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon. Canyon. That's right in the middle of Hollywood. and it's Everybody is so good looking on the yeah. Runyon It is Canyon really walkers. Lots of hot asses. Right. And people and who just like... muscles, bicep. Uh, people take off their shirts there just mm. because. Um, mm. <laughs> Sorry. Just really dogs, lonely. Everybody walking their doggy up there. Runyon Canyon. That's a good one. Yeah. I used to live right around there and I would run every day shirtless. Um Back when I was in my leaner days with my dogs. Um, I have, let's see. Okay, I'm going to download this. And then I, let's see. John Harvey writes in. I have not read this one. Uh, I keep meaning to send you an email to the sack, but I keep forgetting as usually I'm on the bus when I listen to your show. I finally remembered and uh, I'm in front of a t- PC so I can type. First, I want to say that I super enjoy Giselle on the show. She's yes. amazing. Oh, yes, she is. Thank you. That's really nice. I'll be honest. When she first came on, I was dubious and knew that Marty was desperately trying to find guests. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little desperate. While everyone was away, so he might have pulled an old nutcase off the street. <laughs> Any old nutcase off the street. But she quickly grew on me. I love her turns of phrases, and she is a very thoughtful contributor. Very funny, but also with this super emotionally aware side. Thanks for sticking around, Giselle. Thank you very much. What's that guy's name? Uh, John Harvey. John Harvey. And he's in Aldershot, England. Wow. Aldershot, England. I also wanted to play you a track from my band, but if you you fancy playing it, I really enjoy listening to contributions from other listeners, and even more so hearing you guys struggle for something nice to say about them. It's very sweet. <laughs> well, well, he's, he's listening really close. I to, uh, fancy. I fancy. Yeah, yeah, so now please it. do this with uh, my racket. Uh, Kick we are the jams. We're a three-piece band uh, Power from trio. England of indeterminate genre called Parachute for Gordo. I, I like to call it punk rock, post-rock, um, but I don't think anyone else knows what I mean when I say that. Here's a song for you called Decoy Octopus. Uh, the first 30... Uh, first 30 seconds should give you an idea. Skip ahead to the last minute for a taste of what we get up to. Um, okay, we'll hear that first. Uh, here we go. This is... What did I... What did I say? Decoy parachute, Octopus. Parachute for Gordo. Or something. Yep. Got a Hooster Do t-shirt on. I support that. Another great three-piece. We have a lady playing the guitar. Prominent bass in the mix. Big fan of that. All right. I'm going to go to the... Follow his instructions and go to the last minute to find out what they get up to. I think it's bold that if they are instrumental. Distorted fuzzy bass? Yeah. Um, I totally, I dig this. It's interesting that they don't have vocal stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I support that. 
I love this, the sound of the drum, drums. Pretty Spartan drum set there. That's yeah, big and tight. Totally get it. I totally destroyed it. All right. That's awesome, John Harvey. They're really good, yeah. John Harvey. At the beginning, they have a little a sound to me, a little bit of uh, surf influence. Sure, like that garage punk uh, sound. Yeah. I totally get that. I like yeah. it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill and I ran into each other. Well, we didn't run. I, he stalked me. I didn't. Where were you sitting? Um, we were at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Uh, By the way, the Hollywood Bowl, if you ever you run for a good show... Yeah, and you can even go up and tour and just take pictures in the middle of the day if you want, oh. um, just to be in this iconic venue. You know, the as everyone was filing out, I was finishing my beer. Um, I was in row F. Oh, uh, nice so the seats. first, not really. But the I mean, well, I was in left, further back than you. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that 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 walkway oh, yeah, right, between right, right. where like where the boxes are and then the, the road. Oh yeah, you're just above that. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. on the other side. Okay, so yeah, we were sitting around the same area. Yeah, but I saw yourself and John Enbaum. Yeah. Actually, I saw half the people I knew in L.A. walk by at one point. Uh, so this was a, a show for the Breeders uh, and Neutral Milk Hotel and Daniel Johnston. And I happen to think it was great, a great show. Uh, Bill did not like the show. I was unfamiliar with Neutral Milk Hotel's repertoire. Um, for someone who sounds so much like the singer of the Decemberists, I was surprised how much I enjoyed his voice. They have a policy of not letting... At, at any venue, not letting you project them on on any screens or take f- photos. Or right. I don't mind the take photos thing, yeah. uh, and I don't even mind the not letting you project on screens thing. I just think it's extremely selfish to have that policy and then book a gig at the bowl, right? Because you're, you're huge, giving huge a venue. middle finger to two thirds of the audience who can't connect with you on any level. Well, luckily it was only two thirds full, so um. <laughs> so you only fucked one third of the audience, right? Exactly. But um, or half, I guess, in this case, if we're really doing our math properly. Um, but, uh, it's, it was really hard to connect with them. And also there was no, like, I didn't feel the music in my chest at all. It just was not that, like, I thought it sounded so good. Loud. The sound that I, where I was, it it was really muddy. The bass was super distorted. Well, that's part of their sound too. So that's, it it didn't, it did not work for me. It it was, it just felt there was something self-indulgent about it. And the fact that everyone around me felt like. It was the second coming made me even less. Well, of course, and even more that's turned you, off. Yeah, it just but it the, just like, felt some like the, m- the, some of the reviews have said that. Like, I can't believe everybody loved it. It sounded like shit. Like, like that's I don't know. I I I thought it was it was something I've been waiting for. So I certainly mm-hmm. I was into it. But I had a friend with me. Um, it was very much preaching. <laughs> it was very much. Hey, we didn't do anything wrong. It was very much preaching to the choir, which well, is not I had a friend an interesting who, thing to watch if you're not in the choir. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I had a friend who was not familiar with it either, and he has been listening to it nonstop since. Hmm. So yeah, it definitely um, didn't. It didn't <coughs> didn't encourage me to is, explore any further. Uh, it is they their second album is one of the great, <coughs> my favorite albums of all time. There was just this complacency among the audience of like no matter what they like they could have. It felt to me like they could have gone out, pulled down their drawers, and blown farts, <laughs> and everyone would have said think it was they amazing. Did so that's um, but anyhow. That's the good thing about music. You can like it or not. The and breeders were tight. Uh, yeah, they, her voice is amazing. It was hilarious. A friend, the friend of mine got me this free ticket. I'm not familiar with the band or I wouldn't have made the effort. I just wanted to, you know, I'm trying to be more social and, and a free ticket's a free ticket. Um, and I hadn't been to the Bowl since last year. And uh, he said, yeah, there's two opening bands, uh, but I don't really care. So why don't we go around 930? 
and our, our timing was getting weird and it was sort of we were either going to go to this art opening or go to the show so i said just out of curiosity who are the two opening bands it's like uh, daniel johnston you know that movie there was a movie but now he's old and and uh the breeders it's like what <laughs> the breeders are opening for new I, I would go see the breeders headline at the bowl um so we hustled it up there and stood in line for beer for about 45 minutes while they played all the songs that i knew um, sat down just in time for them to say thank you good night <laughs> Do you guys hate U2? Everybody seems to be all angry at U2 now. I've never liked them. Never, ever? Never, ever. I always have. I, I never like liked them. them. Do you mm-hmm. like them? U2? Oh, uh, I'm indifferent, you know? I mean, I'm happy that they're... They, I don't feel like they're shitty, but it's just not my kind of music. It surprised me how everybody's turned against them. Uh, well, I, I think everybody I like was offended them. at the idea of of being force fed anything. Yeah. You know, you, 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 it, it, it's, it's like they had their hands in, on my computer. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you, you have no right to be and I'm sure on it, my desktop. And I'm sure uninvited. you can just delete it. Yeah. But you have to go to a, we- you have to go to like a special Apple website. created a website. To, to, to go to delete to it. Talk, you can yeah. just delete it off. I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I don't have well, it. Well, aside from that issue, I've always liked Well, I'm sure music. they thought it was a good idea at the time, you know, but they didn't think of how intrusive it is. And, yeah. um, and then, oh, John Harvey concludes with, uh, uh, he says that you should read John Hickman's Fantastic Four run. Um, I never enjoyed the Fantastic Four. Well, he's, you should just try John Hickman's one. He said it's as good as a superlative title suggests. I finally got through. It Thank was you, John, started by, by Matt email. Fraction and Ed Brubaker. They didn't finish the run, but I got through. It's maybe twenty-seven issues of um, Power uh, Iron Fist that I uh, thought were pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's then the Immortal great, Weapons uh, follow-up. It's a great. Um, I really like that whole concept, um, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there were some runs in the eighties that I really got into. Plus uh, as a as a gaijin who's fascinated although it's China, not Japan, but as a as a white guy who's fascinated with Eastern culture, it's kinda neat to be like there's this blonde guy who ends up being this master of the Kung Fu and he speaks these these Asian languages and he's embraced over there. Wow, that's cool. I could totally identify with that. Yeah. Not I, identify with it, but aspire to that. Doesn't he what is it, Shambhala? Is that where he goes to? Kunlun. Kunlun, that's right. Um, all right. Shambhala is from uh, Three Dog Night. Oh. <laughs> Down in Shambhala. Here is our it's Way last... better than you two. <laughs> <laughs> I love Three Dog Night. I fucking love one of my first concerts was Three Dog Night and uh, Steppenwolf. I went to, um, uh, what's the place? Uh, None of the original members of either of the bands were there, but still. What's the place on um, on uh, uh, where Marty and Elaine play on Vermont? Uh, uh I was going to say drawing room, but it's not same neighborhood. But um, yeah, Dresden, the Dresden room. Uh, so I went there once, and there's it's like this couple. They play uh, piano, and she uh, she plays piano, and he plays drums, and they're some, terrible. They're featured in Swingers. Yeah, I mean they're campy. Actually, they're 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 very good at what they do, but it's it's campy and it's fun. But then they they would have these open not open mic nights, but nights when people guest would performances. Perform. And yeah, one of them was the lead singer of Three Dog Night, and really? he was. Fantastic. Never been to Spain. It's a Hoyt Axton tune, but uh, they do an amazing cover. It's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite songs. It's a great song. And I also have never been to Spain, well, so I've once again I can relate. Never been to Spain. All right, here. Here we go. Good morning, Merps. I'm Good unable morning. to listen live today 
and it's been a while since I have sent an audio message, so I thought today would be a good time to contribute. Though I don't have any questions to ask, so this will be more of a mail statement. I would like to echo the sentiments of last week and agree that bringing Giselle on board has greatly enhanced the podcast, and I particularly enjoy her contributions. And I was sorry to hear that once again, Bill has been brokenhearted. Once again. (laughs) And finally, congratulate Marty for sort of getting a handle on all the technical stuff in the absence of DJ James. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. P.S. Thanks to Tyson for helping me out with the Tumblr. It was a strange thing that I asked him to do a year ago, but his contributions are always valued. I was sure the P.S. was going to be, fuck Cleveland. Thank you. That's that was really, really nice. Yeah. Who is that? That's Darren Husted. He, Darren, Darren Husted. He's, he lives in Wolf Amsterdam, and he mans the uh, Tumblr page. And I've seen him on the tweets, uh, <laughs> but I never heard his voice. He's really got a nice voice. Mm-hmm. Darren Husted. Boy, that accent. Yeah. It's really nice. We, we thought that it was the... Voice of a serial killer in the making. <laughs> no, that's yeah. that's a, the, he's a smooth operator. Yeah, exactly. That's anyway, he said really nice things about me. <laughs> so there you go. And you can do that in any accent you want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Darren. That's really nice of you. I, I really appreciate hearing it. And Yay. it's so nice. And if you want to send uh, any other emails for next week's show, that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Email us if you haven't emailed us before. Even if it's a statement, let us know where you're from, how Mail you listen to the show, Mail statements. Uh, what you do while you're listening to the show, um, how old you are, whatever. Your deets. Uh, Tyson's first concert was Oswad. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. that band. Um, this right. mine was you too. Was it? Yep. Bob uh, Dylan. No, oh. not true. Sorry, Pete Seeger and Arlo Guthrie when I was like oh. five. Oh, that's special. Yeah. In the round, literally, it was a stage. Do you that, remember it? You were yes. really young. I remember. I was sitting next to my friend's mother. She had very large breasts, and I was sort of uncomfortable by that. And then, were you hungry after Alice's Alice's restaurant? <laughs> I can get anything I want. <laughs> Anything. And I remember when Arlo Guthrie did uh, um, the 1913 Massacre, which Dylan stole the uh, melody for to do, for song for Woody. Uh, hey, hey, Woody Guthrie, I wrote you a song. Um, and it was about these uh, strike-busting goons who... There's a Christmas party for the workers, and the goons think it'd be funny to scream that there's a fire, and everyone freaks out, and all these children get trampled and killed. Wow. And I was like crying the whole time. It really? Like, I didn't want the big breasted woman to see me crying. So you hid your face in her breasts? Yeah, it was perfect. And that's that's perfect where you. That's where that thing formed. Synergy. Yeah, where you're just like boobs. Right. Boobs. Comfort. I'm amazed you can remember so much uh, psychological. Um, uh, details from when you was five. I didn't do drugs in college. <laughs> I did not either, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I was in. I, I've always been into music. There's a lot of things I can't remember, but there's. And I've also found there's some things that I remember so specifically about pop culture, and sometimes when I go and revisit them, I'm totally wrong. Oh yeah. So this could have been. Um, an epic I've told myself over the years, but I, I, I know I cried during 1913 Massacre. Mm. It's just, it's a brutal, it's a brutal story and he just puts you right there. Mm-hmm. This, um, this week, 
is bisexual bisexuality awareness week and i wanted to know how each of you are going to celebrate <laughs> i did not know that i was supposed to be specifically aware of other people's sexuality more than i already am <laughs> Well, here's an interesting thing. So, according to this Pew Research survey last year... From the Pew Charitable Trusts? Uh, yes. PewSocialTrends.org. Pew, pew. <laughs> well, you know how they got their money, from laser guns. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Nobel is from Dynamite, the Pew Research Fund. You know, noble intense, but blasters. So yeah. sad. So sad. <laughs> the Pew Research... <laughs> They found that um, while 77% of gay men and 71% of of lesbians say that most or all of the important people in their lives know their sexual orientation, 28% of bisexuals say the same. 33% of women, uh, bisexual women, have shared their sexual orientation with the important people in their lives, and only 12% of bisexual men. How do you feel about that? What do you think about it? I personally don't... I'm somewhat prudish, believe it or not. Mm. And I don't like hearing about anybody's sexuality except the person who I'm... If I'm doing that with them, then we can talk about it just us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't care about other people's. I say, do what you like as long as everybody agrees and is happy about it. You know, uh, what do you say? Consensual? I think that... um, Getting intimate with animals and children is not right. But other than that, you know... Sky I, is the limit. I, the sky is the limit, number one. I don't care, number two. And why do I have to hear about it, number three? I don't care. You go have the, whatever fun you want to have with whoever you want to have it. I don't need to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yep. my feeling. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot uh, Lillian just reminded me that she sent in an email last week. Um, we can oh. get back to the bisexuals. Okay. Bisexuals. Okay. I'm uh, going to celebrate Bisexual Awareness Week by um, trying to find a woman that treats me the way a gay man treats me. <laughs> Are you popular with gay men? Yeah. You not know. with women. It's frustrating. Not with women, but or with Or at least if, they, if I'm popular with them, they're doing their best to hide it. Don't you worry. <laughs> It will all come around right in the end. But I've always felt, I've always been treated really, really well by gay men. Well, you're They're very, interested in me I can and they see talk to how me. you would be very appealing to a gay man because of your looks. Does, has everybody seen... How gay he looks? What, what Bill looked like? Super gay. He's really a handsome Super young gay. man. He's slender. He for, has, for, for a gay man. He has <laughs> tan, he's got a tan, what they, they like. Uh, <laughs> And have nice hair and raises stubble, blue eyes. Piercing, blue eyes. Piercing, he have chiselly bones. <laughs> He's bringing out the bisexual in me. The way you, the way you're a good looking person, so I, I'm not surprised that the men would like you. So Lillian says, Friday was uh, my 23rd birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. It was also the opening of Tusk. Have you or... I, you know, Kevin Smith's new mm-hmm. movie. Do you plan to see Tusk? Hope everyone is well. Lillian Jane Watson. It well, looks First of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And uh, second happy of all... Happy birthday. Um, I plan to see Tusk. It's, it sounds fantastic. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds like... Um, you know, I like the... What is it about? It's about um, a, a 
podcaster who, who gets uh, kidnapped and slowly turned into a, a walrus by a crazy man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was disgust or intrigue. Like, oh, I'll be sure to miss that one. Or, oh, that, that, I, someone else shares my fetish. I was, that's, I that's was new. just hoping to buy some time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love a good horror film, and I think that Kevin has sort of um, one thing he does bring to these horror films is uh, some some humor. Yeah, and I think that's essential for a good horror film. Is it like uh, they turn him into a walrus through surgery? Mm-hmm. Oh, so a lot of gruesome sewing, I, this and yeah, that, I blood. I don't know. I don't know, but I think mm. it just conceptually it's also a little. Yeah, yeah, you're a little squeamish too. I'm squeamish and prudish. <laughs> Does he turn him into a walrus by putting a, scru- little, a bowler hat on him? Squeamish. You're squeamish. Yeah. <laughs> like a... Uh, Tennessee tuxedo. Tennessee tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, what was the walrus's name? Tennessee tuxedo was the penguin. Oh, you have a computer right in front. Why don't you look it up? I don't, I don't know how to use your computer. Oh, also, this is really cute. Bill is holding the microphone like a like a performer, a game show host, like a game show or a comedian or something. Uh, and I forgot He's that Ash Williams it. wrote. He said, "Salutation, Merps. I'm going to throw my two cents in and try to solve the black problem in America." Oh, good. Is uh, he black or is it a white problem? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But he says, um, "I'm going to solve the black problem in America by saying that some of my favorite hoes have been black." <laughs> Hashtag nooch. Um, thank you. <laughs> I think. Um, can do we have time to discuss um, Amy Elizabeth's uh, cupcake? No, no, company? no. Because we have to talk about um, bisexuals. Oh, I thought I already did. Oh, I want a woman to treat me the way gay men do. Oh, That's right, my right. contribution. And my contribution is: I have at it. I don't care. But do what you like. Teach my children. Be a leader. I, I just I don't know why it has come to be such a f- such a discussion topic in society. Yeah, who I think everybody should just bone is, away. Yeah, who 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 cares but, who other people is sleeping but with? But I think that there is a why do it's you not care? about who you sleep with? It's about what kind of what you're interested in, right? I don't know. Like there there's a but I don't care what anyone's interested why in. Why does it there, there is a stigma about bisexuality. I've heard that. Yeah. Not to me. Right. I don't okay. care. Well, then you're you're enlightened. Honestly, I really think you. if people took a deep breath and say, people who are concerned with other people's sexuality need to take a deep breath and go. Really? Does this affect me in any way? If Jane sleep with Jane or Joe sleep with Joe, it do not. It don't mm. affect you in any way. Relax. Go about your business. Um. Okay, we're gonna get to cupcakes, but uh, Amy Elizabeth's first, uh, her f- first concert was Peter Paul and Mary when she was six. She fell asleep two songs in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure, the rest of the audience did yeah. as well. I mean, if I'm sure you went to bed with Puff the Magic, Magic Dragon playing, so why not fall asleep? You know. Um, and then Michael's uh, Ben Hawks, his first concert was Nightwish. Don't know Nightwish. Um, you have a computer. Look at that. <laughs> Zing um, Dominique writes in and says I think Bill Tweederson is handsome And very sweet And his ex is a chump If she wasn't nice to him Which uh, first of all I appreciate Second of all makes me realize I have to stop airing my dirty laundry In this public forum Oh okay Oh 
Yeah. Well, you know. not that not that it's going to get back to me, but it's just I don't need to do that. Mm-mm. Uh, I need to do you, that. You have not been saying bad things. You've no. really been very clear that yeah. it was um, amicable, amicable for the best. You wish nobody no harm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ill, mm-hmm. Ill will. Logan has seen Tusk and he says it was great. Oh. Uh, hashtag walrus, yes. Rubber suit greatness. Awesome. So, um, Rubber suit greatness. I'm not That's sure. a good name for a band. For <laughs> those of you who don't know, um, Amy Elizabeth is opening a bakery called 8-Bit Bakery, I think. Such a cool idea. Where they, she's making baked goods that are video game themed. And so she submitted a... Uh, an Excel spreadsheet of these cupcakes that she's making that work. And she tweeted out a photo and they look delicious. They are inspired the by uh, video games. What yeah. are some of the flavors? Uh, I don't have that handy, actually. I, don't, I didn't bring my iPad because I rode my bike here. Oh, all right. Well, um, she proposed that uh, Bill, who's a star of a video game, Lost Planet 3. I played Jim Payton in Capcom's Lost Planet 3. She was suggesting something uh, like a chocolate cake with mint cream filling mm. and vanilla bitterness, which was supposed to be buttercream, but it auto-corrected to bitterness. Uh, if you can <laughs> promise really? me the bitterness, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm going to go with the bittersweet chocolate yeah. right there. Yeah, bittersweet chocolate. Come on, hook it up. That's me in a nutshell. That's me in a Cupcake wrapper. Um, I love it. I love it. The other thought um, was I saw on your menu that you had apple pie. And what, what if, you, if you're familiar with Jim Payton at all, uh, what could be more what what could be more appropriate than the mom mom's apple pie for the homesick? Come, uh, Chumley, <laughs> Chumley, excellent. I don't have to look it up now. Yep. Um. So do, do you? have a name for it or is it just going to be lost planet three i didn't get that far it's been a crazy week mm-hmm. um but i was thinking of it, the planet edn3 uh i don't know if there are ingredients e d and n that would be appropriate for that um, um let's see Andive. yeah on cupcake um edm you said n edn on dill Andy, Dill, and uh, um, um, Nettles. Nettles? Nettles. Uh, Or Nutmeg? Nutmeg. Mm, Sure. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Or just Nuts? Oh, yeah. Nuts. I like Nuts. Nuts. Uh, JJ was... Not in the same way that I like boobs. Boobs. JJ was 14 when he first... You just have to flip around the other direction, then it's the same thing. (laughs) That's how I'm celebrating Bisexual Week, by liking nuts as much as I like boobs. Aww. (laughs) I don't know. We have it it on record now, and I'm going to tweet that out. Um, JJ saw Iron Maiden when he was 14. Yes! Does that a head-banging? Yes. Number of the Beast. I did Uh, Iron Maiden. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. (laughs) <laughs> did I do Iron Maiden? Yeah, I did Iron Maiden at Covers Party. There you go. Did you? Yeah. Not with me. Nope. Um, yay comics. So, okay. So, what's the final consensus about from you? The one-man consensus? I'm completely on board with her suggestion of um, bittersweet chocolate, even if it is buttercream. Because ideally, that's what I should be aspiring to anyway. But turning she, my bitterness into buttercream. No, it's a perfect so metaphor. Would the dark chocolate be in the bittersweet chocolate? Would that be in the frosting or the cake? Uh, I believe the it's got the, the mint frosting on the inside and then vanilla buttercream 
slash bitterness on top of well, a maybe, chocolate cake. What if it had bittersweet uh, nibs in it? Mm, so that you get, N for EDN. And so you nibs. get some, you get some texture. be in the cake? Yeah, 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 like mm, chocolate chips. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I, I well, like see, the cake to just be cake. Well, and I then think, or maybe maybe in the frosting then nibs in the frosting. Nibs so in so the then frosting. you get some texture in yeah. there, mm-hmm. and then and you can nibs also get could the even be in the in the middle where the mint is too. Sure, but so that you get also some concentrated uh, bittersweet because you don't get that if it was just the cake. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, well, there there you go. We are we have solved something here today. I haven't thought of a clever name yet though. Somewhere well, in Jim Payton, Lost Planet, and EDN3, and Acred. Those are all the themes and of the game. Somewhere in there is a super clever name that I'm not thinking of. Well, maybe Amy Elizabeth will come up with something. Yeah, I don't fucking work for you. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing your job? <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I'll do a free uh, internet commercial for the product anytime. There you go. In, in the uh, Jim Payton character and mannerisms, now, which are he, my own. How did, how did his voice sound? I just did myself. I did like a twangier version of myself. Oh, okay. Say, um, this cupcake is delicious. This cupcake is delicious. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to Comic Con and sign autographs? Uh, it wasn't. It didn't catch enough fire. It wasn't a popular enough game. Uh, I was. I was kind of hoping that that's where it might be headed for me. But yeah. I think. I think the next job. My, the, combining that with whatever the next job in that genre is might be the thing that puts me over that top. Can I ask you guys, has you ever been to Comic-Con? Twice. What? We talked about this Three times. last week. We Twice. did? Yeah. Three Where times. Where was I? You were here. <laughs> it came up. Oh, but, oh, okay. Well, what was your point? Well, um, my question just was, there are panel discussions and talks and booths where you can buy and sell things and then just people walking around in the cosplay, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that I'm missing? There are parties. Uh, and oh, there's parties? Yeah. yeah. Do they show movies too? They show um, clips of movies. So there's events throughout the day mm-hmm. and discussions and workshops. There's the workshops you I'm can I'm sure go. there are workshops too. But they, it's yeah, a, there's all I mean, there's, there, yeah, there's very panels diverse. on breaking into comics. There's panels on... Okay. Uh, like each network will have a panel for all the movie for the TV shows they have coming up. There's cast and crew signings. Um, there's comedy shows. There's satellite parties and satellite events and booths where you can buy comic books. And yeah, sadly that's what it yeah. used to be. But um, that, now there's only a few sadly, of those. Sadly, no, they still have. That's still a component of it. It's right? it's ten percent. When max. you go, do you do cosplay? No, I've never I've never done cosplay outside of Halloween. Okay. Okay. One thing I love about it is that... But I that really wanted someone to do a Jim Payton cosplay, but I, as far as I know, it never happened. Uh, do do cool you have the glasses? I think they, glasses. I mean, don't, doesn't your character wear glasses? No, he has a beard oh, and a spacesuit. I'm thinking of uh, the uh, other one, Half-Life. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, there's a... What's neat is that c- celebrities have been able to go through cosplay and go through uh, incognito. Incognito. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Radcliffe as Spider Man. Yeah, and then Stephen Colbert went as uh, cat pirate or something like that. Uh, I forget what it was, but oh, cat bird or cat eagle, eagle cat. But and it was like a made up superhero. Yeah, and uh, that was very very funny. And then Adam Savage created the the face hugger. Um, from Alien, oh. like the, with the spacesuit, so nobody could tell it was him. And it's just like I don't know who Adam Savage is uh, from MythBusters, the yes. TV show, and and he's really great at uh, 
recreating things. Uh, he does this great talk online about recreating the Maltese Falcon based. Ooh, I would love, uh, I, I knew somebody who, a screenwriter who had a Maltese Falcon prop in his, in, in a glass case. Yeah, Cause there, there are a so few bad. of them. There are a few mm-hmm. of them in existence. So, and they're so not all the same size. So he had to like, it's a fascinating talk about just, uh, commitment and precision and, and sort of, uh, nerddom, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but obsession, it, obsession, and he—he's great. Um, so, uh, how? What else is going on? That we're going to sort of wrap things up now. So, just um, anything going on new with you and your writing and performing? Just that writing and performing. I'm going to be telling a story in Malibu uh, on the last uh, Sunday Malibu, of this month. Malibu. It's called uh, the event is called Tales by the Sea. Is at the Malibu Swim Club on Sunday the twenty. What is it? Eight. Eight. The twenty-eighth. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Monday. Sunday. 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 Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday the twenty fifth. I'm going to be telling a story there. That's, Were you singing Malibu free of charge. for Caribou to Pixies Caribou? Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Um, so I love that song. Oh, that's this Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Are you ready? Oh, well, I guess I will have to be. <laughs> <laughs> 4 p.m. it begin in Malibu at the Malibu Swim Club. And that is uh, uh, this Sunday, the 28th, free of charge. There's going to be, oh, I don't know, seven or eight storytellers. And I am one of them. Uh, Tracy Newman. Is also going to be there. Yes, that's right. Monica Piper, she's very funny. Mike Lambert. I love that guy. He's really great. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see, Giselle. That's Giselle, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, George Finley. He's a really nice man. Wow, you know Jack Peters Patterson? That guy I don't know. Oh. <laughs> because, you know, uh, this, the storytelling circuit around town... You know, you get to know everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello there, hello. You oh, it's Shelly Goldstein again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, Except- she'll be there too. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and Carlos Kotkin. These are all actors and writers doing cool stuff. Which, again, you remember, we were, what were we talking about last week that sound like something that start with an L? What were we saying? The flooring. But it's not linoleum. Laminate. No, it was oh, the other yeah. thing. What were we talking about? Anyway, Carlos Kotkin, his last name, Kotkin. That also sounds like it's something else. Oh, could you hand me the Kotkin? <laughs> Don't it sound It like sounds like a kitchen u- utensil, yeah. for sure. Or something you wipe things up with. Maybe I'm thinking of cotton. Uh, but hand, hand me the Kotkin. I have to wipe this up. Uh, <laughs> Don't it sound like that? They say that you bring a voice of optimism and goofballery. Ooh. Bollery. <laughs> That's a funny word. Um, Goof bollery. Okay, I will take it. Sure, why not? And <clears throat> Bill, and any movie update? Uh, things are moving forward. Some interesting phone calls. Uh, some exciting maybes. Nothing Nothing I can hang my hat on. But uh, Didn't I, Terry Pratchett write something about interesting phone calls? <laughs> I like exciting maybes. Yeah. <laughs> exciting That was the book. That Were Terry the exciting Pratchett. maybes? <laughs> We're going to play for a long time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, that's someone. So hope yeah. is still alive. I have a very fun voiceover audition this afternoon that I uh, have signed a non-disclosure agreement with. So discuss. what it is? What it is? What it is? What it is? Is there anything you can disclose? Uh, it is the revival of a beloved childhood favorite. <gasps> Wait, oh, is it a video game or it is not? Oh, it's, it's a, an animation. It is an animated show. Yes. Was it an animation? When it was beloved in the childhood. Yes. Oh, let us see. What could it be? Um, Scooby-Doo? Uh, childhood favorite. Um, Tennessee Tuxedo and Chumley. <laughs> Come, Chumley. I can't uh, say. The, the rabbit? No, no, we... The one who's the rabbit? Mm. Uh, no, there's no, there are no talking animals. Oh. oh. It's, so. uh, it'd, be in the, it'd, be in the, it'd be in the same Scooby-Doo? universe as Peyton and... HR Puff oh. and stuff. Uh, oh, that'd be so fun. Thunderbirds. Um, I'm not Thunderbirds gonna, are go. I'm not going to say no, yet. We'll so. keep going. We'll keep going. I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, so well, Amy that's Elizabeth pretty, said, that's "Pretty exciting, maybe." Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> Jim Payton. That's the theme. Jim Payton's pleasure. Ooh, I love it because it also sounds kind of sexy. It sounds. <laughs> I think the Red Stallion. Jim that's Jim Payton's Red, Red Stallion. Stallion. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to be ending the show. How about that? It was really nice to talk with everybody. Yeah, it was great. And we had some lovely um, we're Luddite. That's, that's, that's it. it Thank you, Logan. That was, Logan, well, at least somebody remembers the show. You. Someone's listening. Um, I'm so much of a Kotkin, I just completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um but thank you guys for all the contributions. It really, really makes the show super fun. And uh, you can join in. And it makes us have to do less. At Nooner Dan... Shh! Sorry, it's a secret! At Nooner Dan Marty, Nooner Podcast at gmail.com, Tumblr, Tuesdaysmornings at Tumblr.com. And um, Giselle, no, no Twitter yet? I don't think I will tweet. Yay! So we will see you next, next week. Bye! Oh, wait. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. I got that so wrong. So sorry about that, guys. All right. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.